Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Below the Surface. I'm your host, Caroline Mason. And um, today I will be joined by one of my best friends in the whole entire world, and she will be forever and ever, Emma Grace Condon. Uh, our relationship's kind of funny because uh, on one hand, we are complete opposites. Um, and then on the other hand, there's a lot of parts of me that I don't connect with anyone else uh, except for Emma Grace on with about. What is the word I'm looking for? Anyway, um, so it's a really fun episode because we talk about conflict and we don't actually address conflict in today's time, like conflict with politics and conflict with, you know, whatever's going on in the world. Uh, but I think it is a good episode to listen to because of all the conflict that's happening. Um, like conflict is literally everywhere. <laughs> so I think it's a good, I, I, it's just really good. I, I had a, the best time truly. And um, she's so easy to talk to. And so I think it's a really enjoyable podcast episode. So I hope you guys do enjoy it. Um, and without further ado, here is my bestie, Emma Grace Condon. Hello, Emma Grace. Hello. I didn't know that I was about to start talking. I thought you were doing the intro. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to say hello first and then okay, I'll do hi. an intro. Okay. Um, so this is my bestie, Emma Grace, uh, going on, what, three, three years? years. A, um, a, a. More than three years, almost. Three and a half. No. Almost three and a half. We always, we always overdo I that. Me, you, and Kaylee it. always are like, we've been best friends for seven years. It and then we're like, like it's literally okay, been like three years. But listen, it's because it does feel like our it. souls are very old friends. Our souls are old friends. And I think with the year of 2020, we're like, it we like didn't. A million years. We just, it felt like a million years. We didn't have any other friends. And it was just us. I, it just felt like it was us every day. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Emma Grace is a, an old soul friend. So, so Emma Grace and I today are going to talk about embracing conflict. And it's sort of funny because first I'm going to say something. If the audio sounds better, it's because this is so crazy. And I'm just actually genuinely embarrassed to admit this. But so obviously towards the beginning of my podcast, both microphones worked and you could hear them perfectly clear. And then the last few episodes, only one of the microphones was clear and the other one was like, um, a little quieter and I thought I looked up why uh, I literally googled it and it said because one was a singing microphone and one was a podcast microphone and I was like oh that's that makes sense but it didn't explain why it was working before and now it all of a sudden one was quieter and then today just now with Emma Grace I miraculous I turned up the volume on the transmitter which like I wish I could show y'all right now it's literally just like pushing like the you know in movies when like people are recording in the music studio and like shows they the push yeah it was like did. it was like i hadn't i literally hadn't pushed up the volume on the soundboard and then i did and now the microphones are working perfectly so if you're wondering about the audio and why it sounds so amazing it's because i'm an idiot and i i just oh but anyway so it's back to normal anywho what i was saying the funny part about talking about embracing conflict with Emma Grace and this is an idea I have had for a very long time since the beginning of like since the idea of my podcast and Emma Grace was helping me with like getting stuff together she decorated the um or she helped me with the graphic I've always wanted to do this with Emma Grace because we are if there is a spectrum of how people handle conflict we are on opposite ends of the spectrum um in and I think that's for a lot of reasons. I think part of it is just simply personality yeah. and also because of the way we grew up. So mm -hmm. if you want to take it away and describe a little uh -huh. bit about our friendship dynamic. Okay. So Caroline and I, I haven't told you this before, but I think that we're like twin flames. We're like two parts of the same soul, sort of. And this is going to sound that's a little so bit sweet. condescending, 
but just bear with me. I think I'm the brain and you're the heart of Aww. like the same body and the same person. Yeah, because I have no brain. True, because you're dumb and, and you don't I'm have a heartless. heart. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I know that's not what you mean, yes. but I do want you to elaborate. I'm going to. Um, I wrote it down. Okay, you seem more passionate about everything in the world on the outside. I don't I'm not that quick to express my emotions. If you are mad or frustrated at someone, you're quicker to express it than I am. You value connection and, and like understanding and like finding common ground between people that you're friends with or people you just met. And I also value that it's just I'm super introverted and I would rather just let a relationship run its course and then find common ground i'm not super it's not a priority yeah. of mine so then different. so okay so that's the heart would be like the passion so then yes. what do you what's the brain on your end i am really analytical and i know you are too but i think i it kind of comes to my detriment that i just overthink i just think a lot it's yeah like, it's like a enneagram i hate to take it to the enneagram because we used to do that all the time but well we did it too much but i think it's okay to bring it up every once in a while sixes it's like um three six and nine are all really it's like difficult for them to get out of their heart mind or body so for me it's my mind i am always in my head yeah and it's hard for me to separate my head from right anything else yeah and and i think too um is like that literally that phrase is how i describe you i think you're very in your head all the time it makes me feel a little bit not a little bit a lot out of touch I feel like yeah it's like there's almost a disconnect sometimes between like your mouth and your brain definitely like because you're just you're so observant just in the physical like I think so fast that it's really hard for me to talk yeah yeah you really do and I think I almost on the opposite end like okay that's I think so fast that I talk insanely fast I wish you talk I had fast that too, ability but you think so <laughs> fast that you just up. don't talk like you just True. you just think about it all mm-hmm. and then like we'll have a conversation and like four hours later when I'm home Emma like, Grace hey, will text me a long what? paragraph about everything she thought about the conversation and I'm like why didn't you just say that when we were together but like her brain like it just processes differently yeah. you're also the most introspective person I've ever met Thank like you yeah to a fault but like when it's healthy it's beautiful and like it's one of the things and like also because you're so observant like you notice all the small details about people that like I could cry um oh my god please don't (laughs) because why am I about to cry like what I'm not even saying anything that sweet but like everyone's goal is to be like seen and heard and feel understood um and I think your strength is to, like, make people feel heard and, and seen and known. And, like, all those things that, like, I did when I was little to get attention and, like, just hoping someone was noticing me because um, I felt, like, overlooked or, like, my family was so big and there were so many strong personalities in my family that I felt like I had to stand out in some significant way um, in order to, like, deserve any form of attention um and you just give attention out like confetti like it's so easy for you to like give genuine real attention I don't even want to say attention because it's more like attentiveness like you just truly see people and like the little moments where I say something under my breath and you like laugh at everything like you always pick up on that stuff with people like the details of who they are and I'm such a details person and so like when someone picks up on the details of who I am and notices things about me that I do that I've been trying my whole life for someone to notice. It feels like very like 
I, it feels like everything I've ever wanted. And, and you are so good at that. Like Emma Grace has a literal like note. In, like she's a notes dedicated to like quotes I've said. And we like have 199. 199 quotes of things I've said. And they're all funny. Like I'm not no, that like funny I of a person. Them, like at least once a week. And yeah. it, makes laugh out loud. it literally makes me laugh they're out loud. So and like that's so it sounds so good. It sounds so conceited because they're quotes that I've said. Everyone needs but a quote, a list of their quotes. I like, would I, I would have never yeah. remembered these things. Obviously. And so like Immigrace just picks up on those things. Like she is like a literal like cam video camera of your life. Like she's just the person you want to be alongside you doing life with because she'll remember things when you don't and it's really good to have someone like that because then when you forget who you are she remembers who you are when you don't she doesn't just remember the things you've said or the things you've done but she remembers who you are and so when you feel like you've lost yourself she's a really good person to be that like to kind of ground you thanks um anyways so about embracing conflict you were just practicing for this. I podcast. was just y'all. I literally, oh gosh, I literally just got in such a big fight with Andrew because of like I needed this. I, he just bought this laptop for me that I do all my podcasts on, and I was like, I need it for the podcast. And then he was in the middle of something, and I wasn't listening, and he wasn't listening, and it was really bad. It was a perfect example of um how not to handle. I conflict. should have just turned on the microphone. You should have literally set there. up everything. No, it would have been now bad for me. It would have made me that. look like a really bad guy because I. I really handled that poorly, but, um, anyways, that's actually, I think a good thing to say is I think I have a lot of good bits of wisdom to share on conflict. It's important to know that as much wisdom as I have, it is so much easier said than done. Exactly. And, um, I am not perfect. And as much as it seems like, oh, she really knows what she's talking about. I really freaking do. And the fact that I know how I should handle conflict it and I still don't, I don't know if that's better or worse, but like, I know how it should be handled. And I, it still is something that I, I deeply, deeply struggle with. So like literally 10 minutes ago. Um, anyways, let's get into it because, yeah. because we've got a lot to unpack. I think that this is a topic that I just really, really, really want everyone to listen to this po podcast episode because I, me and Emma, we, we just have really good conversations and, and I think have that good conversations when I feel like talking, <laughs> yeah, like when you feel like you mouth. talk and then when, when you don't feel like talking, I have good conversations with that's true myself and you well, okay, like, well, respond okay. later well, wait, over text. We have good conversations. They're just disconnected. Yeah, that's good. Just they're just, no, they're just in fragments. Yes, it's like, yes. I, okay, yeah. no, wait, okay. This is what Immigrace <laughs> was just saying to me too, is a big part of a conflict that happens between us is because of, do you want to explain it? Cause you, you brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I was telling Caroline, most of the conflicts that I've had with her, I think all of them are either fall under, I'm insecure about something. And it's not representing my, me well. Or we love each other in different ways. We just love people in different people, ways. Yeah, exactly. But especially each other is when the conflict comes. But it, And it feels like two extremes. Yes. So Caroline feels most articulate when she's speaking. Because, I don't know why, because. I don't know, but, I just do. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't know, easier. sue me, okay? It's, <laughs> um, it's easier for you to talk. Like, you can just start talking and eventually you'll find I find way. myself. I, yes. find, I find what I want to say as I'm speaking. Yes. But for me, I'm the opposite. I feel most articulate when I'm writing or texting. Um, and I think that feels like a cop-out. Like, obviously, you're going to feel most articulate when you're typing or writing because you yeah. can just delete stuff. Right, That's, right part of it sort of but also i don't know also I you're said, a brilliant writer thank you <laughs> you're really great at writing so it's like you do say the most beautiful and articulate things i don't think i say the most beautiful and articulate things 
while I'm speaking, but I, uh, there's something, there's like something wrong with me. Like when I want to talk, I cannot, like I can't, I can't not if I have something I want to say, which no, because we'll get into it when we talk about like conflict and why that's a problem sometimes. But, um, but yeah, so we definitely, I think when it comes to conflict, so we probably should have done conflict in general and then gone into us. Explain that. I was just going to say, Caroline gets frustrated with me when she, gets vulnerable or just says something that something that interests her right and i just, and you don't answer yeah yes so like okay yeah so we'll be in a car or something and i'm like this is something i've been thinking about this is an idea i've been considering this is something i've been struggling with etc like i'll be i'll go into depth and then she won't really respond and so i'll just keep going like it lasts long like i'll maybe talk for 20 minutes straight because at this point she's just kind of nodding her head at least (laughs) gosh no (laughs) and then and she won't say anything and i'm like i know how she gets so i don't care but i'm like if anyone who didn't know you you, care until it gets annoying and i understand that yeah 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 i do care because then we have a conflict about it but um but i i expect it i guess and and so but it, sometimes i'm like what about if you were doing this with someone you didn't know like that w- exactly. they would they would be like what they would be like literally yeah. confused because mm-hmm. it's like that level sometimes on the other side emma grace will text me these beautiful long paragraphs and i just won't respond and <laughs> it's so sad because like i <laughs> answer it sad for you or for me no because i know it's sad for you and I, it, but you're so like present over text and i'm not good at having text conversations i don't i don't like dedicating my time to explaining my feelings over text i would rather send a voice memo or just be in person really truly like yeah i would just rather That's have an thing. in-person conversation and so I don't answer you over text. You don't answer me for this. So anyways, but I do think most of our, our conflict has come from like me being like, listen, I feel like I'm being really vulnerable in this way. And I feel like you're not receiving that or reciprocating that. And I know you love me so much because I receive it over text. But like, this is how I, this, I show love by engaging in conversation with people. So when you're not showing love in that same way, I feel unloved when it's not that you're not loving me. Well, it's just that you're loving me differently. Um, so I think that's, it's like a key part of our conflict. We and also conflict in general and conflict in general. So let's get into like the general topic of conflict because we don't have much time left and there's a lot to to get into here. Okay, so let's talk about growing up and why we address okay. conflict the way we do. Okay, so growing up, obviously, like I I do love my family. My parents aren't together anymore, so I I grew up kind of in the middle of the conflict and the um end of that relationship and so and not just that my mom and my sister like fought a lot too and so there was just a lot of fighting it I I can pretty much say on either if whether it was the side of my the part of my family because there was two sides of my family there was the there were the people that were very passive and the people that were very aggressive um and neither was a healthy form of conflict like Uh, handling conflict and so whether like whatever whoever I am today and the way I address conflict I don't think it was because of what I saw because I saw both ends I saw passive and I saw aggressive um I just think that either way it was really unhealthy and so I was kind of bound to form like a natural unhealthy relationship with conflict Mm -hmm. and thank god for Jesus and like thank god that I'm like coming to the conclusion and I'm a I'm able to admit that I'm not like I'm not naturally good at it But also, like, I just think that that was, like, that that was my, like, I, there was no, 
hope for me being like a naturally great dealer of conflict. Maybe I don't know. Is there know. hope for anyone? Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. And, <laughs> and they're just like, like great at handling it. Yeah. Okay, so I grew up and as my parents were fighting, I was like, I, I've talked about this in previous podcasts, but I was very like quiet and timid and uh, stand in the corner because there were so many strong personalities. I just couldn't, I couldn't compete. I was like seven, so <laughs> yeah. I just was quiet. Um, and then I found my voice, and I think with that, I I discovered the ability to use my voice as a weapon and and to take power away from people that made me feel powerless um which sounds really deep and really dark and really like I'm a villain which is uh, calculated yeah which is a huge also thing I'm insecure about and that's a huge reason why I handle conflict the way I do um the the fear like the feeling that am I a villain like um yes (laughs) <laughs> shut up no like it's such a, it's like literally like triggering if to I'm even the talk main about. character then Caroline is the antagonist I've definitely <laughs> stop we all have the potential <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing I'm sick and tired we there's all have the potential to be a villain there's people who seem more likely to be a villain because they're more like if we're talking about ends of the spectrum and I'm on the side of chasing conflict and Emma Grace is on the side of running away from conflict um they're both bad they're both loveless they're both loveless yes and the goal is love and the goal is connection and neither of those work to find connection and we're going to talk about that later but my point is so but it's easier to look at the person who's chasing conflict as the villain because it's It's, more loud of course you're going to think that anyways so whether whatever it was I ended up somehow I I really dissociated from my like middle middle years so I don't know when this happened but I just began like addressing conflict I definitely think I'm a I'm a fighter and I think yeah. I've been embarrassed to admit that before and mm-hmm. it's been used as a topic for fighting in my family like an insult like you're just a fighter and the thing is yeah it's not a good thing to, to be a fighter in most circumstances you don't want to be like fighting at everything I also I fight for justice I fight exactly. for equality I fight for peace yeah. even though I'm not it doesn't seem like it because I'm fighting and that seems like an oxymoron but um, I do have that personality type of being a fighter and whether it's because I saw it so much growing up or because that's just who I am, it, it's irrelevant because w- I know that like I'm equipped by Jesus to be able to handle it in a more helpful and effective way. Yeah. Um, but that's just how I naturally am. My like, that's my personal like interpretation and I have never been to therapy. So, you know, take it, take <laughs> it as you will. But like, I, it could be wrong. <laughs> you go. So I like to think that people see my family as like the perfect family basically because we have so little conflict or loud conflict I think like when I was growing up um I never saw people fighting in my family my siblings never fought I never fought with my little brother my parents never fought about anything serious even if they did they would always follow it up really quickly with saying I'm sorry will you forgive me and then they wanted me to they tried to they would say, I'm yes. sorry, will you forgive me to you? To whoever. They would they ask you to forgive them? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Um, super, it seemed conflict-free from the outside. I am still finding out about conflicts that my siblings and parents had from when I was little because I was just so sheltered from it, which was probably a good thing. I don't think that I needed to be a part of that. No. At all. I don't either. Um, so I wasn't exposed to conflict the way Caroline was. And so as... I'm older, even though I'm just 17, and I don't know anything. I'm only 17. I don't know anything, but I know I'm missing. Thank you, anyway. Taylor. <laughs> Shout out. Um, I 
feel very inexperienced dealing with conflict because I didn't see it really get dealt with in a serious way. Right. Um, and so, and also I remember being taught in school, forgive and forget, which is so detrimental. Yeah. That doesn't teach you anything. Anyway. <laughs> so it's just, it's, well, forgive and forget what it feels like to me is, uh, forget and bury it. Yes. Rather than like, let's and pull up the weeds think, and heal. It makes you think forgiveness is very quick. So, okay. What I'm trying to say is I <clears throat> tend to run from conflict because I never many saw reasons it. never saw it. Um I don't want people to think I'm annoying. I don't want to be rejected. We can get into that later. Yeah. But yeah. No, so. I think now is a good time to get into you. Okay. Oh, well, oh no, the rejection thing. We talked about this. I do I do have a like kind of a a thing I want to talk about yeah. before that. So, so let's talk about the fact that both ends of the spectrum, I touched on it a little bit, are, are pretty loveless. Yes. So, obviously, it's easier to look at the side that I'm on. Say that there's two sides, and I'm on, like, the one side and Immigrace is on the other. I'm chasing conflict a little bit too much, and or I'm just a little bit too willing for conflict to, to occur in my life, and Immigrace is a little bit too unwilling. Um so say we're, you know, separating into two categories based on that. Um, my side is obviously, it's it's loveless for obvious reasons. So I don't feel like I have to explain it much. Everyone would agree that my side is loveless. Everyone sees yeah. the way that I and people who are more um, prone to conflict address conflict. And, and I'm saying me, but I don't think I always address conflict like this. I mean, me and my worst. Um, and I think right. everyone can be like, yeah, that's obviously wrong. Like, that's obviously like you're not loving them well. You're saying mean things. You're trying to hurt them. And I think a lot of the time is I'm trying. And this is for most people. When you're hurt, you want sometimes. And this really does make me sound like a bad guy. But I'm just being like, I'm literally just being cut through vulnerable. Like, but you want people to sometimes feel the hurt that you're feeling because you're like, how could you not understand why I'm feeling this? And so they're not going to be hurt the same in the same way you were. So you try to like pinpoint how you could hurt them and then use that. That is obviously not love. Yeah. And so it's like very clear that what you're doing is like is not loving them well because you're your goal is to hurt. That's just not love. Yeah. Um, but I think that it, what goes under the radar is that the other end of the spectrum is also loveless. So if you want to explain that. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this earlier. <laughs> it feels selfish that I would not bring something up that was frustrating me or that I would, obviously it, was, it would be selfish that I would run if someone was like, hey, you did this and it made me sad or mad right. or whatever. Because if, okay, so let's say I was mad and I just didn't say anything. It feels like you're lying to someone. That you're just saying, hey, everything's okay in our relationship and I'm not mad at you at all. Yeah. That's really selfish. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and again, I don't want to explain, I don't want to like explain why you're like your way could be villain because I don't want it to be like I'm telling you you're the villain but I just I mean I would agree with you <laughs> yeah I know and I know you would because it's th- this is we're talking about extremes here and yeah. I I think the only reason I can say is because I've experienced it. it I think anyone walking into conflict it's it's very much a self-centered thing yeah. and when it is self-centered there it's a very there's a very small possibility for reconciliation because you're mm-hmm. only thinking about yourself and most of the time there has to be a compromise there has to be like a come to jesus like we're agreeing at some middle point mm-hmm. and if you're only thinking about yourself then you're not and you're not seeing the other side there's no way to get to the middle because you're only on your I side think that of things 
I agree with that even as like when someone confronts me about something something that I did I get so down on myself yeah which is also self-centered yeah 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 it's so it's like, not just trying to argue it, your way really in. really so it's it's we all go in with these like this kind of like self the, the self-preservation mentality yes um I think when it comes to people who tend to run away from conflict uh I think a lot of the times it can be praised to just turn the other cheek. I think what's loveless about about running away from conflict with people is if somebody hurts you and you choose to bury it down and instead of telling them or addressing it with them, you you never bring it up. It comes up in worse ways. It's going to come up eventually. And it's also not fair. It's not giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's not giving them right. an opportunity for redemption or mm. the ability to apologize because they're not aware of what they did to exactly. hurt you. And if you really love someone, then the goal is always connection. And you're withholding connection. Like the person who's running away is the reason that that, that connection can't be made because there's a wall put up yeah because you've run away from it Mm -hmm. and while the person who might have inflicted the pain is not in the right and they're not free from consequences but they also even if they are aware of it you haven't addressed it so they have Mm -hmm. no way of you know what i mean yeah so it has to be it obviously has to be mutual it has to be on both sides the ability to like admit responsibility Mm -hmm. and then and then apologize and then forgive and and when and when you run away from it, you're not giving someone the opportunity. And I just feel like that's not real love. Yeah. Is not, is not, and it's it, not real love, real love to the other person or to yourself. And if you truly love them, then you're, you should want the connection and you should yeah. want, and you should be willing to, love even if something, yes, even if something is really hard, even if conflict is really hard for you, if you don't love them enough to do something that's hard for you, then, exactly. then you don't love them enough. Like, so <laughs> real. you suck. <laughs> no, I just mean like, that's what love is. Like yeah. you, it's hard. And so that's me explaining that. I, I also feel like I could go on for hours about why my side is also so loveless. Like literally I just now was being so rude and I wasn't listening to the other side because, and here's why, like I think, and I, I'm going to like give you the opportunity to share your opinion on this. Okay. Um, and I don't want to speak on behalf of all people who are not afraid of afraid of conflict. But for me, I think a lot of it is I think most people is most people's relationship with conflict depends heavily on how they're going to be perceived by people. Mm-hmm. Perception <laughs> on people's perception of them. Yeah. So mine and I think everyone also just to make a like pretty broad statement. Everyone has a fear of rejection. I know sometimes like for whatever reason, some people have a less intense one like maybe they've been rejected a lot or they've never been rejected so they just like don't really it's not scary for them as much Mm -hmm. but I do think that we all have a fear of rejection and I mine is pretty intense and I think people who chase conflict or, or who don't run away from it I think that there's a fear of rejection there and I know for me when it's 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 like I like conflict or I'm okay with conflict but at the same time I am so scared of being criticized. I'm so scared of being called out and corrected because even though if it's done, even if it's done in love and most of the time it it is, um, it feels like someone's rejecting a part of you and that could be for good reason, right? Like you could have done something that's like not okay. And so Mm -hmm. they're rejecting a part of you. They're like, that's not who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. But when they're correcting it for me, it feels like they're rejecting a part of me. And then you're obviously going to jump to these conclusions for the reason that, I overthink and that also 
the enemy loves to piggyback on one insecurity and tell you a million lies about yourself. Mm-hmm. And and also we do that to ourselves. So yeah. whatever reason, I go into this like spiral of like, oh, they're not just rejecting this part of me that's bad. They're rejecting all of me. I'm bad. Yeah. I'm there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not worthy of being loved. Um, and then it, you know, it just gets really toxic from there. Yeah. And so I think that when I'm going into conflict, I put up walls immediately and I go into attack mode. And instead of receiving it, I'm like, all I always have to have, I always have to feel like I have the upper hand. Um, because by putting up that wall, I'm protecting myself from rejection. If I'm attacking, then I can't be attacked. And so then I can't be rejected. Like I'm Mm -hmm. in my mind. So I think that's a lot of the reason why I like go for the, like the spots that hurt is because I feel hurt by the potential of rejection. And so I want to like hurt back so that I won't get rejected. And it, it really, when I'm explaining it, doesn't, it doesn't sound effective, but when you're in the (laughs) middle of a conflict, it feels like the only way out for me. Uh Like it feels like the only way to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really, really sad. And I think it's like a, just a defense mechanism that I picked up because I have a fear of, of not being worthy of love. And mm-hmm. like, I, I think that if someone rejects me, it means I'm not worthy of love. If someone rejects a part of me, it means they're rejecting a whole of me. It's just these conclusions. Yeah. Um. So my question to you is on your side of things, if everything, if we're making this broad generalization that everything our, everyone's relationship with conflict is based on something that has to do with like a fear of other people's perception of you. Mm-hmm. What is the perception that you're scared of yeah. people having? How does that manifest and why? Okay. I said this earlier. I think my main thing is I don't want to be annoying. I want people to like me all the time, which don't we all? Don't we all? Um, <laughs> so I assume that if I bring up anything that is frustrating me or whatever the other person is just gonna get mad and dismiss me dismiss my frustration and then me as a whole right that's a huge insecurity of mine yeah that manifests okay so if i in a way where i don't want to bring conflict up in like if i'm mad and if someone confronts me i like debase myself like, I'll give you the upper hand because I feel so terrible about myself about being aggravating as a person. Um, did that make sense? No, it does. So because you are so scared of being annoying, you just hide. Like, yes. you, you go into your turtle shell and and you harden up. Mm-hmm. But your your version of, like, hardening up is just, like, not talking. Pushing everything down. Yeah. Pushing everything down. And mine is throwing everything up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I was li- I was listening to this podcast too, uh, with Jackie Hill Perry and and, per- and Preston Perry, and it's really good, and y'all should all listen to it. I um, agree. But they were talking about how she is really naturally not good at conflict. He naturally is like more on my end, where he it, it's a little more intense. Like I never got in fist fights, but really, <laughs> but he um he like he would chase conflict and she would run away. And um, what she said is it was so hard for her to be in conflict that every time she did have to be in conflict now as a Christian, she has to take it to the Lord and she has to pray about it and she has to ask him for help. Mm -hmm. And so now when she handles conflict, nobody would guess that she's not going to handling conflict because she's, she does it well. Mm -hmm. And it's because she's always partnering with Jesus in it. Whereas somebody who is naturally more, prone to conflict or capable of it um would 
maybe be more likely to assume that they are in control of it and know how to handle it well and not be so vulnerable in the moment before conflict that they have to take it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so then they don't, and then it doesn't go well. Yeah. And that would be me, you know, (laughs) cause I feel like I have conflict every day of my life Mm -hmm. and and because of that, it, sometimes I forget to take it to Jesus and that's when things go wrong. Yes. I think another thing with the side of people that uh, really addresses conflict. Again, I'm just going to reference a podcast and I think I sound like a really annoying podcaster right now. Just so like annoying. referencing all these freaking podcasts. Wow. Jeez, I'm Caroline. Dak Shepard. I don't know if King. this was on his podcast. It's, I mean, his is called Armchair Expert and it's great. But I think it was actually on Brene Brown's podcast and he Queen. was a guest on it. Really? Um, yeah, you That's have to listen cool. to it with okay. them two and then Tim Ferriss, who I didn't know existed, but really good podcast <laughs> okay. episode. Um, anywho, they were talking about how he always wants to win arguments. Mm-hmm. Okay, relatable, first of all. <laughs> um, all? And sometimes, like, he and his wife um, would get in arguments, and then he would, he really felt like he always won. He did always win. And she would agree, like, he would have the best points. He would make the best argument. Yeah. And at the end of the night, sh- he would be right and she would be wrong. And he was like, but I never, I felt I was always winning, but I was never gaining anything. Wow. And it's like, it's like, yes it's it's one you want so for me i want to win but it's like what am i getting because if the goal is connection all i'm getting is that i feel some sort of pride and they feel like worse about themselves and like (laughs) like maybe my points are correct and maybe i'm like oh i could make a good attorney but like what like if the point is connection if the point is love if the point is is peace then i'm making them feel bad about themselves and what as good as my argument is, the co- the goal of connection is not being reached unless both sides of the argument feel like they have like said their piece and made some sort of compromise. Then like everyone feels empty afterwards. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up an instance of conflict, and this is something Do that I know I about. I'm yeah, very okay. passionate yeah. about. I think um, okay, so here's the example. So should I say hypothetically, or should I just say this happened? Just say it happened. Okay, so it happened. this happened <laughs> um, last year. A group of our friends. So we had this group of friends, and some of them are seniors. Most of them are seniors. Like all but two or three. All maybe. but like three. And so we went on this beach trip, and didn't let anybody know who wasn't a senior about it. And so everyone who wasn't a senior found out about it through Instagram. We actually were all kind of in a weird friendship season too. Very. So it never got addressed. But in retrospect, I think about it and I think about how hurt I would have been as someone who wasn't a senior and wasn't invited because from the perspective of the seniors who planned it, it was like, okay, there's only this much space and we're, we haven't had a senior trip. So let's just do this yeah. like, little senior trip. Yeah. Um, but from the perspective of someone who wasn't invited and who wasn't a se- senior, it looks like all of our friends minus me. And so, <laughs> yeah. or like minus two of us. And so it feels like that. I, I just think about that now and I'm like, that would have been really hurtful and we never addressed it. We didn't tell them. And so this, this, conflict never happened because it never got addressed but i just think about if immigrace who wasn't a senior yet and now is and whatever whatever but <laughs> if immigrace had come up to me and been like i was not on the trip <laughs> she was not on the trip if immigrace had come up to me and been like hey i felt really like disinclude i felt really hurt that you didn't invite that y'all didn't invite me like that really hurt me and i had been like immigrace it was a senior thing like uh yeah. like sorry but like it, it's it's not personal get over it 
And if she had been like, and then, and then obviously on her and she would have been like, okay, oh, that makes sense. It was a senior trip, but like, I'm still hurt. Like that still hurt me. And I wish you had maybe told me ahead of time. And then for me to be like, okay, well, wasn't my, like, wasn't my intention. Sorry. Bye. Like that would be a really uh, toxic way of handling that situation that I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people uh, blame intention for everything. They're like, oh, well, that wasn't my heart. That was my intention. It's like, sure. And that's fair. And that, so again, you're right. But does that take away from the other person's yeah. pain? No. Like Emma Grace would have still been hurting in that moment, even if and she realized. More. Yeah, <laughs> and even if she had realized that, like, oh, it was it was just for seniors. Like, it's not personal. Like, even in that moment when she's like, okay, she's still in pain. And so, like, the proper response would have been, and again, this actual conflict never played out. Mm-hmm. But the proper response, had this happened, would have been, oh my gosh, I'm really sorry that you felt that way. Honestly, I, I just am sorry. Like, there's no excuses. I wasn't I I was being selfish I was just thinking about how we could fit this many people and how we wanted to have a senior trip and I wasn't thinking about the the damage that it would cause and I and that might not be better because I wasn't thinking about you and I feel really badly and I'm really sorry and your hurt is valid Mm -hmm. and um I hope you can forgive me right I forgive you (laughs) thanks again like this was all of us I did not plan this trip but I always I also seem to be like the ringleader for like addressing everyone loves to pin things on Caroline (laughs) I think it's because I'm okay with handling you're a girl and you're loud (laughs) yeah and I'm in a in conflict like people are just like if there's something if something goes wrong it's like what did Caroline have to do with it? Or like, <laughs> or like let's involved? talk to Caroline about how we were hurt. Even yeah. if it was seven people that hurt one person, I'm the one that gets, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just interesting. Couldn't tell you why. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's really frustrating sometimes. No, but it's frustrating it's, for me watching it happen. Thank you. I want to fight everyone. I'm not kidding. I'm like, why? <laughs> but, like, yeah. But it's also like, it has helped me know how to handle it better. Cause I'm, I've got lots Plus, of I'm practice. I'm glad you know that it's not your fault. I, I don't, I struggle with that. So mm-hmm. I actually do appreciate what you're saying right now. But anyway, so what did you have to say about that? Well, first I was going to say what, so the first scenario where Caroline didn't handle that well yeah, and was dismissing me, that's what I feared. Yes. Right. So that's my expectation for how a confrontation would go. So I just wouldn't do it. Right. So I, I wanted to say that just because I think it's important to, to separate or to distinguish between intention and effect or intention and impact would be a better way to word Mm -hmm. that I think it doesn't matter if your intention was in the right place it does matter it does it makes a difference if your heart was in the right place it truly does but it doesn't take away from the other person's hurt and it doesn't take away from the um the need for an apology Mm -hmm. from somebody Uh, like they or the need for forgiveness like even if you weren't intending to do that Here's something that I've we've discussed many times and we talked about it in class. I think that it's important to address conflict. I think that it's important to let people know the ways you've been hurt by them. So to give them the opportunity to apologize. And if they don't, okay, well then that sucks and they're the worst. But <laughs> like you need to give them the opportunity. Um I also think that there's an extreme of addressing everything and mm-hmm. every time your feelings are hurt, you're ha- we need to have a conversation. We need this to have is a conversation. Not a prob- it, it, then the next time you get hurt, they might not take you that seriously when you're actually yeah. deeply hurt. Yeah. And so I just think it's important to pick your battles. And I'm agreeing with this as a very sensitive person. Some things just need to be between you and you or you and your therapist or you and God or yeah. you and your mom. Yeah. Yeah. 
not everything you don't have needs to keep to it in but just maybe right that's another thing you don't have to keep it in but you don't have to gossip maybe, to everyone about it yeah, please, yeah maybe please don't <laughs> repress your feelings yeah. gosh dang it that's not what i'm saying <laughs> but i don't think everything needs to be like a let's have a meeting with the pastors right. at our church however <laughs> there are some things that that does need to happen and it doesn't but there happen. are but there are some times <laughs> when that needs to happen and it doesn't happen so it's it's complicated okay slippery slope it's really complicated there's so much i want to talk about i'm so annoyed that we're already at an hour we are yes dang we like uh i wanted to talk about social media and conflict like you didn't even say that to me i know but i wanted to talk about how like like conflict is so much easier for people because of social media yeah they think but then it's actually harder in real life because of the phone thing Mm -hmm. but that's yeah that's like me being a really cool person over text and then in real life just shutting down yeah and is, do you think that that's partially because of our generation of being able Definitely. To- um, I don't know what's going on in my house, you guys, but something's happening. And I swear. It's, um, it's the lady in your walls. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this while on the record. Record. <laughs> record. <On> record. <laughs> Wait, did we? <laughs> but anyways, you know how there's that lady when you walk into some people's houses? I have that her. Lady. Where she goes. <laughs> she's a butler. She's <laughs> No, one in the walls. <laughs> she's like, she's like, garage door opened. <laughs> it's like Alexa or Siri or something. That's mm-hmm. what it sounds it's like. It's the alarm. She's talking yeah. to Yeah. Well, anyways, I have this theory that she's in my house and anytime there's a noise, it's her. And I think she's like doing some construction work <laughs> in the walls right now. Yeah. Because there's something going on and it's really annoying. Mm-hmm. But can y'all just ignore it? Okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, okay. Another thing about <laughs> the conflict thing. Uh, another point I had was that sometimes our reasoning for uh, approaching conflict might be valid. Like I'm genuinely hurt and that is valid. Your feelings are valid. But the way we go about addressing the conflict uh, almost invalidates it because we go about it with such anger or uh-huh. without empathy or without, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. again, it's so self-centered. Right. Um, so I or think- too much empathy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think when that happens, um, it sort of like loses our witness, like people who see that or the person themselves, it makes it a lot easier to, to not understand your side because you're handling yeah. it with such anger. Yeah. Um, so I think that's worth, uh, worth mentioning. And then I also think it's worth mentioning that like, um, when all is said and done, I think it's about humility. Uh, I think it's about being willing to admit when you're responsible for something, when you did something mm-hmm. wrong and then come to a, a happy medium or a compromise, whatever you want to call it. Um, and like, I know I've said this a million times, but I, I just truly believe that the goal is connection, connection with the people around you, connection with yourself, connection with God. Like, I think that those, that's the goal. And if, if you're running away from conflict, if you're chasing after it too much, you're, separating yourself from a connection with somebody Mm -hmm. or there's a part of someone that a part of you can't connect with because you're shutting that part off yeah and i think if the goal is connection and the goal is like love then obviously you know that's not ideal and i don't know if y'all are learning anything from this we're just two girls trying to like navigate how to how to how to work out conflict and if you have any advice feel free to like let me know but if you want to argue because i clearly give some practice because i clearly need it like i literally just got out of a huge argument for no reason like couldn't tell you why it happened actually i could but it it's not not going to um and then i'll end it with this (laughs) but um if you're not 
if you're not going to, if you're not spiritual, if you're not a Christian and you don't want to take it to God, at least like evaluate within yourself before going into a conflict, try to take some time to Mm -hmm. really think about the other person. Because I think that when you put, when you see somebody else, when you see from their perspective, it's a lot harder to fight with them. I will say you can be empathetic and kind and still have boundaries and still get your point across. You don't have to be screaming. Yeah. Jesus, again, didn't run away from conflict. He was loving. Yeah. He was kind, but he was firm. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Sure do. Let's just be more like him. Okay, wait. This was kind of amazing. This was Aww. kind of, like, really good. Can I say I was so nervous? Like, my I, my hands are still sweating. I was shaking. I'm I, think I, over here. I think my hands sweat before every episode. I think Whatever. you You're dismissing my stress. No, I, I really think you being here made me a lot. I'm always nervous before the episode. I was not. Because I truly feel like I, I was just having a conversation with my, my bestie. And I Aww. so I feel... It was really good, and I love you so much. This is the thing. People don't hear me talk. This is probably the favorite, my favorite uh, episode I've ever recorded. Just because I, I feel the most. She's just saying. No, I really, I feel so comfortable with you. So I feel like I, I think I say really profound things when I'm with you and Kaylee, and then I, when I get, I get on this podcast. That's why I started it. Like I, I was really like I really enjoyed having conversations with people, Mm -hmm. and then I felt like the Holy Spirit would just like randomly speak to me. But when I get on this podcast, sometimes I get in my head and I. I'm so focused on what I sound like or how yeah. I'm being perceived. And so when it's having, when I have someone who like, I'm so comfortable with on here, um, it really like, it, it, it just brings a different level of comfort. And I just said that, but like, <laughs> I, I feel like I can be more myself and I, Anyways, I feel like That's this was a really sweet. good conversation. And I love you. you. I love you. And thank you for being on the podcast, thank you for having me. I love you. I love you too. Wait, I want to do like a fun fact of our friendship. Do you have any? Should I read some quotes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. These are some of the immigration. Caroline quotes. brought a taser to my house the first time she came to my house. <laughs> a literal taser. Uh, a working taser. Robbie got it for me for my birthday. Shout out to Robbie. 56. This is a common one. I lost my debit card. I've lost Do you my have one right now? Um, do you know where it is? Um, I do have one right now. I couldn't tell you where she is for sure. Oh. I would guess my purse, but I don't know. I've mm. Guys, in 2020, I lost 12 debit cards. A record. Okay, anyways, this was amazing and I love you so much. I, and thank, thank you, you for, for having me. This was the longest episode I've ever recorded, probably because really? we just did 10 minutes of nothing. But um, <laughs> it's an hour 20 minutes at the moment. Hey. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And for I love you so me. much. I love you more. I love you. Bye.